Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Tonight is Monday, March 9th, coming at you straight from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. This is Sam. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take this week. Uh, is going to be a new segment, a new little bit that I'm going to try out. And I have this thing. It's this weird compulsion that I'll be in the store and I'll be in an aisle and I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, that looks disgusting. And like, sure enough, it goes right into my cart. And it's usually a drink, right? It's like a new flavor of Gatorade or like some sort of soda or something. And so I was at the grocery store earlier today and I saw this can of Bud Light Black Cherry Seltzer. Which nice. I was like, oh, fuck, this is disgusting. And so I got a couple cans um, and I'm going to try it for the first time right now uh, live on the podcast. And I'm, Oh, nice. Like, my hot take is either going to be like, oh, hot take, Bud Light Cherry Seltzer is delicious or not. You know what I mean? I'm excited. Because the chances of it being somewhere in the middle are, like, pretty non-existent. You know what I mean? Okay, wait. uh, No, never mind. Go ahead. Okay, and I'll preface this also by saying that I've had some hard seltzers before. That's what I was going to ask. Have you had White Claw? Yeah. White Claw, when I was out working in the Hamptons. Oh, uh, right. We played White Claw beer pong, claw pong. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not great, you know? It tastes kind of like seltzer. It's like... It tastes like shitty seltzer, you know? Right. Uh, but anyway, Bud Light seltzer, black cherry flavor, 5% ABV, uh, which is the same as Bud Light, I believe, oddly oh, enough. That makes um, sense. Uh, yeah. And uh, tagline, light, simple, black cherry. Um, Love it. And also, the spokesperson is Post Malone. So right. that's yes. all the backstory you need for Bud Light. <laughs> okay, ready? Ready. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. That is so gross. like Bud Light. It has like that right. Bud Light after flavor. You know what I mean? But also tastes like black cherry. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> you remember? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, do you remember the, they, the Bud Light? They also do like the Limerita. I mean, yes. I've oh. never drank it. Right. Also really bad. But that's another, it was a similar impulse, like compulsion buy. Right. right. Um, Bud Light Lime, not so bad, actually. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, because that that one almost makes sense. I mean, you know, you put lime in uh, Mexican beer. Right. Which is basically Bud Light with a price hike. Right. Well, I mean... We could argue that. This could okay. be a different pod. This could be like a spin podcast. You know, <laughs> like cheap beer, dump right. on, I don't know. Well, I, working title. Right. We could have. Titled well, cheap beer podcast concept. Yes. Yes. That that could be a thing also. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and like, say, do not buy Bud but, Light seltzer however if you're listening bud light seltzer and you would like to sponsor this podcast oh good this sort of review could easily be turned around so just keep that in mind 
So how much Bud Light seltzer did you buy? Just two cans. Okay. I was I was getting ready for you to have bought a case of it. Like a 12-pack? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw it. They only were selling it as 30-packs, so I just I had to get one. <laughs> have to do a 30-pack with Bud Light seltzer. Bud Light seltzer. And that, that's the thing, right? It's like Bud Light is like the beer of the frat bro, right? Right, yeah. And it's like you can crush... Like, I went to a frat party one time, and I probably drank, like, 20 Bud Lights and right. drove home. You know what I mean? Like, Right. Don't do that, kid. Well, yeah. Actually, also, Mom, if you're listening, that's not a true story. Um, right. <clears throat> Bud Light, it's like 5% alcohol, right? But it doesn't get you drunk. It's like you can drink right. it forever. And that's right. why the frat boys like it, I think, is because they're yeah. like... Oh, dude, I had like 50 Bud Lights last night. And everyone's like, oh, you're so hardcore. And it's like, I don't know. Right. You piss I, it out as quickly as it gets you drunk. Oh, is that it? You think it has like a, what is that, a diuretic? Diuretic. Yeah. I mean, sure, why not? Until Bud Light sponsors us or sues us for libel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, you know. At this point, we have about as many, right. you know, people who can sue us for whatever <laughs> as could be. So once we get big, we're going to be in a lot of legal right. troubles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that our first corporate sponsors probably should be Salino and Barnes. You know what I mean? Because like right. we're going to need that that legal backing, the legal defense. Yeah. For yeah. us, mm-hmm. it's uh, Patel. Yeah. He just took another big swig. Well, I gotta finish it. Ugh. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's like, like not bad, you know? It like kind of tastes like seltzer. Uh-huh. This, this does not. tastes like if you drank a bunch of Bud Light and then you drank a bunch of like what's a black cherry or you like ate a bunch yeah. of black cherry Jolly Ranchers and then <laughs> you like Pissed into a soda stream bottle and carbonated right. it. That's right. what this tastes like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Urinated Bud Light and Cherry Jolly Ranchers together. Right. Gotcha. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Mm. All right. I like this segment. What's next on the um, review list? I don't know. It is. It's seriously like a compulsion thing. It's like all of a sudden I can't stop myself. You know, it's funny because I live in a college town, but we never go, like, I never go on campus. Maybe I need to try that sometime. You know, venture across the railroad tracks and actually hang out with the bros who are going to be drinking the Bud Light seltzer. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's for the, I think it's for the ladies, you know, I think it's for Oh, the- while, while the bros are drinking the Bud Lights. Right. The ladies are drinking Bud Light seltzer. Yeah, it's for the frat gals. The frat gals. Got yeah. It. Okay, I see what you're saying. Interesting. I mean, that's what I think. I don't know. It's valid. Still don't know why Post Malone is their spokesman. But those commercials right. make me laugh. I was watching what, a bunch what, of them. Do you want to know why, though? Is because, like... I feel like Post Malone's main demographic is like frat gals. Right. Like, who loves Post Malone? Frat gals. Like, you know, Alabama University sorority girls. You know, that's who loves Post Malone. Yeah. A certain character we might be working on. Right. Could be a big Post Malone fan. He probably (laughs) was at some point. Right. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Um, yeah, that was my. I was like the longest hot take. Ever. Hot <laughs> no, that, take is Bud Light seltzer black cherry flavor is fucking disgusting. Don't buy it. <laughs> this has been Sam reviews. Yeah. <laughs> alcohol on air. spontaneous alcohol reviews on air. Yeah. Um, I just gotta toss this out there. My hot take: Go Ducks. The Oregon Ducks have now won the regular season Pac-12 championships in men's basketball, women's basketball, and college football, completing the trifecta, which is awesome. The three teams have gone to combined 39-0 and at home. 
Oregon Ducks women's basketball is a top five team. The Oregon men's team is a top 12 team. Great season all around for the University of Oregon athletics. Really cool stuff. So what does that put them as like a five seed in the four, four or five? Yeah, the, the men's will probably be a four or five depending on the ter- Pac-12 tournament. Right. And the women's will be a one or two. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, I think it's kind of cheating that basketball, like you get to claim the championship if you win the regular season or if you win the conference tournament. Oh, really? I, yeah. Yeah. So well, they still. I mean, college sports have a whole, it's yeah. like a whole different rule, like set of rules. True. It, it's like a little too, you know everybody's a winner sort of situation, you know? Right. Well, there's still children when you think about it. Right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the center of like a multi-billion, a multi-billion dollar industry. Dollar. <laughs> that doesn't and pay they're not getting anything. paid, but yeah. Because <laughs> you don't pay children. Because you don't pay children. It's child yeah. labor. You don't You're pay ch- children. Child labor laws. What are we yeah. supposed to do? <laughs> Our hands are tied. Exactly. That's what I love about that NCAA. Um, but yeah, go Ducks. Shout out. Okay. Uh, shout out to everybody who listened to last week's episodes. Check them out. They're good. We talk about the coronavirus. Check that out. We talk about David Ortiz joining a gang. Talk about what is the most miserable sports fan base in America. Is it Atlanta? Is it Minnesota? Is it the one that you're a member of? Probably. It's probably you. (laughs) Twist, you are the most miserable sports fan in America. Look at the mirror real quick. You will see the most miserable sports fan in America. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to all our listeners in Silver Spring, Maryland. Home of Brady Anderson, former player for the Boston Red Sox, Baltimore Orioles, and Cleveland Indians, center fielder and leadoff hitter, first man in MLB history to have 50 home runs in one season and 50 stolen bases, but in a different season, which I think is a weird thing to be known for. Right. It's like he's never been in the 40-40 club, but he's in the, he's like the yeah. Serena slam of like the 50-50 club. Right, but like in two different years in the 90s, he did it. Right. I feel, I remember him, but I remember him, I think his like best years were as an Oriole. Yeah, and he is in the Orioles Hall of Fame and works for the Orioles now. He's in yeah. the uh, front office now. So yeah. Yeah, he was his league debut was for the Red Sox in 1988. But yeah, I he is known as a Baltimore Oriole. He hit 50 home runs in 1996, which was an Orioles team record until it was surpassed by Chris Davis in 2013. Right. Yeah. The worst contract in sports, Chris Davis. <laughs> Good for you, Chris Davis. Right. Like that went from so high to so low. But that's how you know the best. You know you are succeeding in life when everyone can agree that you are overpaid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks. Shout out to everyone in Silver Spring, Maryland. Keep listening to the podcast. If you like it, be sure to check us out on Apple iTunes. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also check us out on SoundCloud or Spotify. All right, Sammy. Ready to hit these headlines? Yeah, I'm going to take it away here. We're going to start in the windy city of Chicago. Because because Joel wrote the first question. Um, The Chicago White Sox have signed third baseman Yoan Moncada to a five-year, $70 million extension. The team announced on Friday. The Sox have been making the most of what they can and have now inked Moncada, shortstop Tim Anderson, center fielder Luis Robert, outfielder slash enemy of Eli, Eloy Jimenez, all to long-term deals. 
Moncada had a breakout year, quote unquote, breakout year in 2019, hitting 315 with 25 home runs. Question How many World Series are the White Sox going to win? Like 12. <laughs> okay. Uh, when when was the arbitration eligibility year for Mancada? Do you know? Yes. Ooh, ooh, I had that up. That's a good question. I was like, oh, he's going to ask me that. And then I went away from that tab. Uh, because the, he is, like, locked in until either 2023 or 2024. Right. Um, and the big thing was that they did not do him dirty. Right? I think one thing, I've got a lot to critique about the Chicago White Sox rebuilding, um, you know, process, and that's right. taking too long. But they've learned from people's anger about what the Cubs did with Chris Bryant, and they have not been uh, fucking people over through stealing a year of arbitration. Right. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. They're avoiding arbitration with a lot of guys. Yeah, just by signing them to deals early. Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert both signed extensions before really even becoming major league baseball players. Right, uh, and which is and cool. It, yeah. Um, and it's interesting. It's like an interesting tact. Like, how old is Moncada? He's been around for a while. He's been along for he's been around for a while. I'm just looking at this as SouthsideSox.com. Moncada is in town through at least 2024, 2025 with a team option. Uh huh. And how old is he? I mean, it keeps him. That's his age 30 year. His so age 30 year. So he's 26 or 27 right now. So it's like he's basically not. Huh, that's interesting. Because <laughs> it's like, it's kind of smart on the... He's 24, side. he's 24, he was born in 95. Right. In Cuba, because we have all the Cuban players. Right, so yeah. he's probably like 30 right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's 42. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an interesting move by, you know, because the White Sox are going to, like, Moncada had a breakout year, like you mentioned last year, but like he has the tools I know to like to like mature into a top five percent player in the major league right. baseball. Yeah. And so if you think about that, like you know he's a player that could hit arbitration like Mookie Betts at twenty seven and command a four hundred million dollar deal. The White right. Sox are going to have him at what it was five years, seventy million dollars, which is right twenty less than twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, less, it's like fifteen million dollars yeah. a year through his prime years. Like exactly, you know, he right. could be, they're, he could, they're overpaying all these young guys for their young years in exchange for underpaying them for their prime years. Right. Yeah. Um, which is a good move for them. But, yeah. Garrett Cole just signed a three hundred plus million dollar deal at thirty years old. Like, yeah, do you, the math is different with pitchers, though, don't you think? I feel like the fall off is harder for pitchers. Like, I feel like I would agree, but does it come later, especially for those elite pitchers? I may be wrong about this. I'm just thinking about, you know, Verlander. How old is Verlander now? Thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Verlander is like a one. You think so? Hmm. I mean, how many people are, are do that? Nobody, you know? Roger Clemens? Clemens? Nolan Ryan? Uh, Randy Johnson? Randy Johnson? Yeah. But, like, you know, for every Randy Johnson, there's a Pedro Martinez, you know? Felix Who, Hernandez. Felix Hernandez, Pedro yeah. Martinez. Like, all of the Clayton Kershaw... I mean, could have a like a resurgence, yeah. but like yeah. there's just a ton of guys who were just so good. You thought they would be around forever. And yeah. then for that guy who just died, what's his name for the White Sox, or the Blue Jays and the Phillies? The guy. Oh, Halliday. Yeah. Roy Halliday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
who everyone was like, this is the going to be the last person who wins 300 games or something like that. Cause right, he was just right. so good and he hit 34 and then that was kind of it, you know? Let me, let me read this paragraph to you from the Chicago Tribune. Okay. In March 2019, the White Sox reached six-year, $43 million deal with Jimenez, who's 23. Uh-huh. They came to terms with Robert, who's 22, on a six-year, $50 million contract. So they're actually paying him more than Jimenez. Uh-huh. Um, and then a five-year, $70 million deal with Moncada, 24. So these guys are signed through their age 29, 28, and 29 age deal. Right. Like if one of them ends up being like an elite player, they have saved mm-hmm. money on all of them probably, you know? Right, exactly. What about Anderson? What's his deal look like? He is slightly older than they are. Right. Um, there's Aaron Bummer. Tim Anderson signed a six-year deal in 2017. I don't know how old he is. He, he's a couple years older than the rest of those guys. Right. But he's not old. He's still, like, young-ish. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, don't let me get too excited. But I'm I'm... Fucking excited! Right You're way now. too excited already, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Anderson is currently 26 years old. 26. Yeah. And, and he's in the middle of a six-year six year. deal. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he's also signed through his 29, 30-year-old season, whatever. Yep. Yep. Uh, one more thing I wanted to say until oh shit, what was it? Yeah, I'm really excited. We're gonna win all. Beginning of a dynasty, right? Beginning of a dynasty. And we've got... Well, okay, but here's the thing that I'm saying. If I'm a player and I'm betting on myself, then I want to hit free agency at 27, 28. Right. You know what I mean? I want to hit free agency a couple years short of my 30th birthday. Yeah. Um, which is about the earliest you can. And then you, you're but if big, I'm betting on myself, that's where yeah. I want to go. Your big pay contract is a four-year, $120 million contract from age 28 to 32. Right. Yeah. Right. Or you you know, you know get $400 million to play until you're 40, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, and, yeah, you get back pay on those, like, fucking... That's well, That's why you get the goddamn Anaheim Angels to pay you. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know who's still unsigned? Who's still out there? Who? Yasiel Puig? Yasiel Puig. <laughs> I didn't even know he was a free agent. I just knew that like, if you were <laughs> like interested in it, it was probably Yasiel Puig related. We need to get Puig on this team. This Who team do you have in your outfield? Oh, Jimenez, Robert, and somebody else. Not Louie Garcia. I don't know who a third outfielder is going to be. Oh, right. Mazzara. No more Mazzara, probably. I mean, it's. I mean, I. You know, I'm. I know that you are like unreasonably excited, but I feel like you guys are like putting together a. Yes. Good team. You yeah. know. Yeah. Pitching. There were some questions about pitching, but we got Keiko. We got Gio right. Gonzalez, we got Gioito, and then we've got somebody. Is Kopech going to be good? Is Dylan Cease going to be good? We don't know. Right. Uh, but the dude Anthony Rendon, I'm sorry, he's only 29. So what you need to do is what Rendon just did. So he signed his deal with the Angels at, at age 29. Right. And what was that? What was that deal for? Twenty two hundred and something million dollars. Seven years, two hundred forty-five million dollars. Right. So that's more than thirty. That's more money than Christian Yelich just got. Yeah. And you could argue that Christian Yelich is in a completely different tier than Anthony Rendell. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. But Christian Yelich is getting paid through twenty forty-two. Did you see that? No. 
we like took a backloaded deal that's just gonna pay him for fucking for like the next twenty years. It's right. I, Why not? I think it's pretty smart. If you like Milwaukee, if you like Milubiu, if you like cheese and brat, why? I think Milwaukee is like a nice place to spend your summers. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to live there in the winter. You know what I mean? Like you can just go wherever else. Like it's probably a good. It's probably a really good deal for him. Like I thought, you know, he could have gotten a lot more money, but he might have had to move to fucking L.A. or like. Miami. No, that Miami. Miami. Not Miami. Texas. You know, he might have had to go to fucking Arlington, Texas, and spend the next like summer in Texas. Sucks. Yeah. Summer in Texas is terrible. You know. Right. Right. I'm planning on going there for Fourth of July. We'll see. I'm gonna try to make it work. It's gonna be hot. Yeah, I'll go naked. I mean, fucked Fourth of July. Yeah. If you're wearing clothes, <laughs> it better just be a red, white, and blue tie. You know, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe a jock strap. Right. <laughs> a red, white, and blue jock strap. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Future's looking bright, though. Go, go, socks. Right. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. Headline number two. So we still have a few weeks until the regular season starts. So let's talk about the Houston Astros stealing sign stealing scandal some more. On ESPN.com, former Philadelphia Phillies center fielder Doug Glanville wrote that the PED scandal of the 1990s was worse for baseball because it quote shifts the expectations of how a position should produce artificially. It influences the money an organization will commit to you. Excuse me. And it directly influences your opportunity. Essentially, Glanville is arguing that the PED scandal pitted players against each other in the race for contract money. Whereas the cheating scandal, while bad, does not impact players' livelihoods in the same way. Question. Is Gladville right, or is he just putting the players' interests ahead of the fans again? Uh, I think that Glanville is right, not only for that reason, but I also think that, like, a lot of people, like, ruin their bodies with steroids. Yeah. Like, steroid use over the years for that same, like, competitive advantage. And um, Jose Canseco ruined his brain. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, all of these people, like, destroyed themselves for, like, using these drugs to give themselves a, a competitive advantage. And I think that that was, like, really horrible, not just for the game, but for the players involved. And I think, like, for that reason, it's kind of unfair to compare this cheating's quote-unquote scandal to uh, the, the steroid era, which was a right. fucking era. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. this is not yeah. even like, oh, the Astros cheated in 2017 and part of 2018. You know what I mean? Like, we're talking like, what, 89 to 2005 or something. At least a you decade. Yeah. Probably peaked in the late 90s, 96, 97, 98, I would, I would assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... Yeah, so I think that it's like, you know, people are really excited about it right now. Uh, yeah. Like, it's not going to age this. Like, this, the steroid era is like an entire, like, league-wide four years. Mm-hmm. And, like, saying that, like, this one team for a year and a half doing this one thing which in reality, like, is not that bad. Uh, right. I mean, it's bad, but I see what you're saying. I mean, it, but it's not steroids, you know what I mean? Right. Like, no one is, like, exchanging controlled substances. <laughs> no one's <laughs> passing piss tubes through dick holes. Right. No one's shoving needles into their fucking butt, you know what I mean? Like, it's... right. Or between their toes? Ugh. Right. Yeah. Whatever. It's None of that is happening. Like, the, to, yeah. to compare the two is, like, absurd, if you Agreed. ask. Agreed. 
for uh, many reasons. Do you but, think? Let me let me just you know be a little bit of a devil's advocate here. What if it turns out that the Red Sox also have been using sign stealing, cheating, and then you have two of the last three World Series being tainted? Well, I think that um, I mean still not as bad as steroids. Okay. Yeah. And even as a Red Sox fan, objectively looking at that, I don't yeah. think it's... No, I, I would agree with yeah. Also, no one is accusing the Red Sox of using the cheating systems that they were using during the playoffs and World Series. Mm-hmm. Also, it was like much less extensive than the Astros. Like, the worst has already come. It's not uh, like there's going to be a secondary bombshell about the Red Sox. Uh-huh. I mean, unless like, you know, because what they were being accused of was already released and it was less than the Astros. Yes. But still, Alex Cora is hiding out somewhere in Puerto Rico, swinging pina coladas. Yeah. At Alan Cora's. At Alan Cora's. (laughs) Alan Cora's beachfront babe bar. Yeah. (laughs) Brews and babes. That's what he's he should, all about these That's days. what he's all about. He should also like check out Milwaukee. Right. <laughs> Only in the summertime though. Right. <laughs> um yeah, I totally agree. And I think that we haven't, you know let me I don't know quite what I'm trying to say here. Have folks not actually understood the immensity of the steroid era and how it changed the game of baseball, like, like shifted baseball so much. Well, you know, it's in, I, uh, well, I the, was reading this article on the athletic, which was really good and was picked up on ESPN. And it was like this interview with Barry Bonds about how right. he like basically what he felt about the fact that he's basically been erased from baseball entirely. And, you know, oh, I want to read that article because I think about Barry Bonds like every other day. Right. But yeah. like no one talks about him. He like, you know, you know, A-Rod is still relevant in the game today. Oh, but like ESPN is not knocking on Barry Bonds door to like get him on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Barry Bonds was inarguably... And probably is a fucking asshole. And like when people had a had a chance to turn on him, they did. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, But this article, it was interesting because like by all of the metrics that players are judged by today in today's game, Barry Bonds was the greatest baseball player of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I've been arguing that for a while. Check out uh, John Boy's YouTube video, If Barry Bonds Went to Bat Without a Bat. He would still have shattered records for OPS. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, that was the whole thing. It's like, uh, he still works. or He doesn't work. He, like, uh, Gabe Kapler, the manager of the Giants, is always trying to get him to come and, like, talk to the his hitters about pitch selection. Oh, okay. He just caught these like, just remember, everyone's out to get you. Trust (laughs) no one. Yeah. Don't trust the league. Don't trust the the umpires. Don't trust your teammates. Don't trust your your coaches. (laughs) Everyone hates you because you're black. And it's like, oh, fuck. Maybe that's not what I was going for. I was, I was hoping you'd talk about, you know, pitch selection. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, black god of walks. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also, it's funny, some of the quotes, because, um, you know, Willie Mays, right, was his godfather and his, like, yeah. dad's best friend and, like, you know, kind of a second, per- not second father figure, but involved in his, like, growth as a human and also as a ball player and he was talking about how when he was playing uh like now everyone just tries to hit home runs and Barry Bonds hit more home runs than just about anybody and like yeah I got yeah but I got I got a thing about that keep going 
Okay. And he was just talking about how nowadays, if you hit 220 and you hit 28 home runs, you can get a big contract. And what, his, what day? His, nowadays. Like, nowadays. Today? Today. Thank you. Can't. Yeah. 2020, if you hit 228 with 28 home runs? Yeah, if you hit like 220 with 30 home runs, you're fine. You're that's fine. Okay. Um, you know, uh, what's his name? We were just talking about him. Chris Davis. White Chris Davis. White Chris Davis. <clears throat> White Chris Davis hit 56 home runs and batted like 220 and got a $180 million contract. Yeah, didn't get a hit for like six months. <laughs> and then and then after that, never got a hit again, basically. But he got a $180 million <laughs> contract. And there were plenty of warning signs that were like, whoa, this guy actually can't hit. You know what I mean? Right, like? okay. But he's still, like, you can still do that. And he was like, you can't, like, you know, if you batted 220, didn't matter how many home runs you hit in the 90s, like, you wouldn't have a job if you were batting 220, you know? Um, but then Thanks a lot, Sabu Metrics. Right. So when he was, you know, in his steroid, his own steroid era, and he was hitting, you know, whatever, 80 home runs a year. Yeah. And he would see maybe be maybe one strike per game. Yeah. And he'd hit it out of the park. Yeah. And and like nobody and he didn't not even one strike. One pitch that he, one pitch he could hit as he could a hit. pitch yeah. that he could hit and he'd hit it out of the park. Yeah. And like that's what that's what umpire that's what batting coaches are teaching nowadays is like find the pitch that you can hit. And go after it aggressively. Yeah, yeah. My whole thing is that he taught himself to be a home run hitter after steroids as a revenge. Like, and maybe I'm being a hypocrite on this one because I always criticized Kobe Bryant for using revenge as like a motivator for himself. Right. But that's what Barry right. Bonds. Like, I raped this girl and nobody should hate me for it, but they do, so I'm gonna get revenge on that. Okay, so maybe that yeah. Good point. Okay, this is gonna take a dark turn. But yeah, <laughs> good point. Uh but Barry Bonds, something that I kind of admire about Barry Bonds is he was not taking steroids and was one of the best players in major league baseball. And then right. everybody lost their shit about Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. And he said, oh, oh, that's what I need to do? Okay, I'm going to be the best at that then. So fuck right. all y'all. And that's what he did. Yeah. Like, I respect that man for that. Yeah. Did his head grow to the size of a fucking pumpkin? Yes. And it was weird. <laughs> yeah. No, and he, uh, yeah. You know, and it's funny because everyone was doing steroids in that era to try to hit more home runs. And people are hitting more home runs now just because of launch angle. And the ball is juiced. Right, well, and the ball is juiced. That's the, that's a real scandal. That was the Astros cheating scandal was taking away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that the steroids, so just we've gone way off topic. And yeah, this, this, this is a long episode because I want I want to hit this last uh, item. We're already over time, but let's right. keep going because I want to hit this last item. <clears throat> okay, anyway. but I just want like one last yeah. thought to bring us back to the original point of this question is that oh yeah, the steroid scandal is impacting baseball in legacy today in a way that the cheating scandal will never impact legacy like nobody's gonna like look at jose altuve's career like they look at barry bond's career you know what i mean right not to say that jose altuve is as good as barry bonds because that's what i was about to say i was like "Eh." but you know jose altuve is not as good as barry bonds and he cheated and he may make it into the hall of fame and barry bonds will not make it into the hall of fame I still, I don't know. I don't know if I have a leg to stand on on that, but I feel like Barry Bonds needs to get into the Hall of Fame. I agree with that, and I'm like 
holding out hope that in his last year of eligibility, like the sports writers will do the right thing and vote him in. But like he's kind of stagnated in his like, yeah. Like a lot of people will be like, because oh. it's not just the it's not just the steroid era. He is the poster boy of the steroid era. No, even it's though even that, it's not even that. It's that people hate him because he was a terrible person. Yeah, he's a joke. Or like, he's a terrible person, yeah. probably yeah. still. Right. But like, he was terrible to his teammates. He was terrible to his coaches. He was terrible to the press. And, yeah. Uh, and and that's like you know hurting him right now. Um, he was arguably the best baseball player of all time. Um, yeah, and will probably would, not make it into the Hall of Fame. I would listen to that argument. Yeah, Josh keeps right. moving on. Uh, Eli's texting us about how great Felix Hernandez is looking in spring training. By the way, oh nice. Um, All right, more important news. Let's more do. important news, and this is much more dump on the ump appropriate. Well, well, let me let me pause you before you get into this. We've talked a lot of actual baseball. Yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, let's take let's a step about, away from that. Let's though, take shall a step we? Yeah. <laughs> this headline is the Philly fanatic goes to court. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies mascot, and this is an ongoing story that's been going on for a while, but Philadelphia Phillies mascot and good friend of Manny Machado and presumably the late Kobe Bryant got a makeover this season, which is inspired not by a desire for a fresh new look, but by a pending legal battle. The creators of the mascot, puppeteers Bonnie Erickson and Wade Harrison, who created some Muppets characters and other mascots. Uh, their most famous creation is Miss Piggy, love interest of Kermit the Frog. Uh, developed and contracted the character of the fanatic to the Phillies in 1985. <clears throat> the puppeteers sold the character rights in perpetuity to the team. Uh, they, the puppeteers, sorry, obtained the copyright, which they then contracted to the team in perpetuity. Um, but federal law puts a time limit on in perpetuity for contract uh, licensing, which is 35 years, which is up on June 15th. So the two puppeteers are threatening to make the mascot a free agent when the copyright expires. Um, and the Phillies have filed a countersuit claiming that they own the character because the character owes its entire fame and fortune to the franchise of the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, <clears throat> the Phillies have their, have the major league baseball on their team and they're aggressively stonewalling these people in their efforts to like, find out things like how much money the Phillies have made off of the image of the Philadelphia fanatic, uh, et cetera. So anyway, the question is, Joel, whose side do you come down on? I just blacked out during that question. <laughs> okay. What what were my you favorite, my three, Okay. My favorite <laughs> thing was that you prefaced this with this is the most dump on the yump question ever. And then you said words like uh, legal contract in perpetuity. <laughs> right. But also, like, I guess it's Mitt not Piggy. the most dump on the ump thing ever. But well, it's it just is. like a mascot being at the center of yeah. like a, a like really yeah. complex legal battle is very cool. Right. So he, here's okay. Uh, fans of the show, if you're listening, we're going long, but stay with us. You can Google images of old uh, Philly fanatic, new Philly fanatic, and they look different. And I think the thing is. Philadelphia fans are more pissed than usual because they're always pissed about the changes in the Philly fanatic. And that it's fucked up, in my opinion, that the Phillies have slightly changed the appearance of the fanatic to try to get around this legal loophole. Right. On the other hand, what 
are the Muppet people? What is the Muppet people's motivation to not just rolling over the uh, contract, the copyright? Like, why don't they just say, yeah, it's going pay us? I think that's what they are doing. And I think the Phillies are like, no, fuck you. We own this character. Oh, then fuck the Phillies. Yeah. Yeah. If I think that's that the, the Phillies case. are like, we're if giving you the all case, the money that we're going to give yeah. you. The character is owned by us now. Um, but like, right. So it's like an intellectual property yeah. thing. Um, right. Yeah. In that case, I'm siding with the Muppets. Like, just pay them, the Philly. Like, fucking pay them. Right. That, well, that. I mean, I would side with, like, artists over corporate, like, on any aspect. But it, it like, seems, like, pretty clear-cut to me that, you know, the copyright is held by the puppeteers. They licensed it in perpetuity for 35 years because that's the like length that Would, you can yeah. license it. Like they didn't sell the copyright outright. Right. Good point. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that like the, from what I've read, it seems like the Philadelphia Phillies and the Major League Baseball are just trying to like bleed out these puppeteers. Okay, so I found out about this when I was watching the uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Cool. And John Oliver is putting into a bidding war to buy the Philly Fanatic. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> so, Sam... That's amazing. I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that episode. He's got a hype video to try to get free agent Philly Fanatic to sign with last week tonight. That's amazing. We got to get in on this. Seriously. Actually, like now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like last week tonight probably should just pick up this podcast in general. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could be like the sports arm of last week tonight, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we let's write a letter to John Oliver. He yeah. will burn it and shred it. But we should write that weather anyway. It'll never get to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has armies of lawyers. Yeah. Unless we get into a bidding war with him over the Philly fanatic. Right. Right. That's what, what we you need. put like a lipstick kiss on the envelope. I and then he thinks okay. it's from like a hot chick, you know? That's a good idea. And then he opens it. And then... Surprise. And then we're like, hey, we know you opened this envelope. We're going <laughs> to tell your wife if you don't. If you don't pick That's us up. black. Yeah, so just blackmail him. <laughs> we're terrible on this job. <laughs> right. We're not going to get it through any merit of our ability. <laughs> <laughs> that would involve work, Joe. And the idea of this is to not do work. Right. Um, anyway, the point is, is like the Philadelphia Phillies have already like slightly changed their mascot, which is fucked up. Already. I agree. Yeah. Um, and uh, I assume they're probably trying to settle out of court. While also like stonewalling the yeah. the puppeteer's ability to make a case against them, because uh, they can afford to do that. But also, is the Philly fanatic that cool? I mean, you know, I feel like this could be like Gritty should get in on this and try to yeah. become the mascot for both teams. Oh, that's a good idea. He'd like change his hockey helmet onto into a baseball cap, cap and drive across town. <laughs> the fanatic isn't even the team's colors. Well, he wears the jersey. Yeah, with no pants. Yeah, no pants. Mm. And a different color shoe than 
the new Philly Fanatic. That's one of the major changes. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, it's fucked up. It is fucked up. All right. I am not a big fan of uh, Southpaw, the Chicago White Sox monster mascot. I kind of wish we didn't have him. I'm going to be honest. Because I feel like in baseball teams, having that monster Muppet mascot is actually kind of a cop-out. Like what? Yeah, well, the Red Sox mascot is a green monster who looks oh, kind of like I a see. fanatic without a weird nose, you know? Oh, yeah. He kind of looks like a green cookie monster. Yep. Huh. I don't think baseball teams should have mascots. Seems kind of counterintuitive. Basketball teams should have mascots. But kids like them, you know what I mean? So, makes sense. Yeah. Kids anyway, are scared. Wrap this up. I'll wrap this up. Kids are scared. We're like, we're like meandering now. Yep. All right. We're done. All right. Sam, you got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I got uh, This is really good until the last five minutes. <laughs> Appreciate all, everybody who, who stuck with us for so long. Uh, be sure to check us out on all your listening platforms if you listen to us on Apple iTunes. Uh, check us out. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Tell your friends about us. All right? Uh, it's ostensibly a baseball podcast, which is a good thing. You know, so check us out on SoundCloud and on Spotify. Tweet at me at Dump on the Ump. I will respond. You can also check us out on Facebook, and I will update Facebook page. Sam is going to the bathroom. If he were here, he would say goodbye. He is not here, so I will say goodbye. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a excellent evening and a pleasant tomorrow. I never needed anything from you. And all I ever asked was for the truth. You showed your tongue and it was walking through. You better was lethal. I'm almost to leave you. Yeah, you better have every mistake. I'm a drum, I could play, I was facing away, I'm not alone.